Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the Tarvrien podcast. We have returned from a, a semi-hiatus. <laughs> Rob was kind enough to uh, give you guys an update on our counters, <laughs> which I absolutely loved. I can't believe it was only 14 times <laughs> that Lack called around a sheep herder. Only 14. Uh, it's, like, it's like a prize boxer who's like, I'm going to take this guy down in the first round. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure you know exactly what you are, sheep herder. I teach you how to use that thing. <laughs> Put the guns down, you sheep herder. <laughs> now get upstairs and make me a beer con sandwich. <laughs> you silly sheep herder. All right, <laughs> 10 seconds already off, off beat. Okay, back on point. Welcome, Welcome. to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. You know who Bill is. I am Rob. Thanks for yes. joining us. Welcome, one and all, to the uh, Jamaican Landcast. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we already have like oh. two or three subplots that we're working on fan fiction wise. We can't add more, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I do. Uh, sorry to call you out, Rob. <laughs> now go ahead. We you you said there was only one mention of the wheel weaves as the wheel weaves. I missed one. I'm sure. I'm sure Moraine said it about three or four times. During, I think almost like the same bit you said, because you said, um, uh, I think during the uh, the story of Mount Efferon, I think yes, uh, what's the Egwene's dad, um, Mr. Mr. Alvia, the tavern owner, Mayor Alvia, sure, Mayor Alvia, sorry, I'm sure he says it, but I'm also sure um, Moraine says it to Lan like two or three times when people just kept you know, popping out the barn. Yeah, but, uh, was that a straight? <laughs> It was just like she was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's just how the wheel turns. So it, if it wasn't like the wheel weaves as the wheel will, I'll go back and look. Yeah, it for... was. Uh, it may be like a fuzzy version of it. Yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's just like Lan's like, no, Egwene can't come with us, and she's like, hey, the wheel weaves as the wheel weaves, and then, <laughs> then suddenly you know, sure Tom drops out of the hay from in the from the hayloft. I'm sure she goes, hey, yeah, I like Tom. <laughs> if the pattern dictates it. He's got a good-looking moustache. He can come with us. <laughs> Will Weaves and Will Weaves. And then I also think the same thing. I think she might say it again when Nynaeve pops up. But I might just be, you know... I might just be... She might say fan. something like all part of the pattern. All part of the pattern. Yeah, but I kind of consider that all part of the same thing. Well, or, then you you know what? If you're going to get all being... technical, technical on me there, you know... I know. Just did, I just did air quotes, but obviously everybody saw that. But <laughs> oh, don't worry, I do that all the time. I always say, you know, there'll be a link to the Discord below. And then I, every time I do it, I just did it then. I point down. I point down to my crutch. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here in an office by myself. Oh, by the way, happy podcasting day. <laughs> oh, happy podcasting day to you too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, although that was yesterday, yesterday upon day of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> this, this week, we actually have content to speak about. Uh, we are at chapter 25. The traveling people, the Tuatha'an. The Tuatha'an. Tuatha'an? Tuatha'an. I like the way you, it's totally wrong, but I like the way you just tried to say it. What? I'm sure that's how they said it on the audiobook. I'm sure. Tuatha'an. No, (laughs) (laughs) Tuatha'an. That's right. I can't wait till we get into the dream world to have you try and pronounce that one. Uh, I'm not even going to say it. That's always just going to be, you know, dreamland. Uh, 
Batman, <laughs> give me a dream. So <laughs> making Wayne the cutest thing no that I've ever seen. All right. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, so what's this episode? Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Tinker. Yes. <laughs> Tinker stole my baby. Because anyway. that's the uh, that's 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 the film I watched for my notes today. Was that was that not right? I'm probably close enough. <laughs> but um, we don't have any Apple iTunes reviews per se, but we do have mm-hmm. a couple uh, comments that we can uh, speak about. Well, first <laughs> off, let's go with the, let's go with the good news. Um, <laughs> go to good news, yeah. One of our uh, brand new Discord members, um, Tannis1977, actually gave us an iTunes like review on Discord. Guys, love the podcast. Lots of laughs. Four stars. The one thing that irritates me is the things you guys get slightly off. For example, chapter one, when you guys refer to Emmons Field as the two rivers. Corrected later. Keep them coming. Looking forward to the next one. By the way, I agree with you that Tom is too important a character to cut. Thanks, Tannis. <laughs> and I'm Thanks, going to Dennis. exonerate Bill. It was entirely me who got the <laughs> Emmons Field two rivers thing fl- reversed. That was the, you know, that was the one podcast where I could even show the page. I have like two lines of notes. I wasn't thoroughly prepared. And that was one of those, hey, Bill Bill's like, hey, let's record uh, now. Okay, go talk. <laughs> yeah, that was back in the day as well when I used, even when I wasn't on the show, I used to do all the editing for the show. And I remember sitting down to edit and going through the audio. And then when that bit came up and you two were both sort of falling over yourselves, I was just like, <laughs> Oh my god! Come on! I was like, I was literally like face palming myself, just like, oh, I can't believe I wasn't there. I would have just chastised the pair of you for like, you know, come on, this is basic wheel of time. Thanks this is for wheel. keeping it in the podcast, though, so the rest of the world can know my stupidity. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, you know. But come on, the the location of Emmons Field is know, like, you know, know, that that's the pattern one hundred and one, right? I oh, got gonna, oh, that's what we should have called our podcast, Pattern One Hundred One. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Someone else is going to steal the idea now. Stop it. So thanks, Tannis, for the good thoughts, and we'll take the four stars. Um, <laughs> now, uh, just to ahead. stop you here, Rob, because I know the next bit is the comments that we got from YouTube. Yes. Now, generally, <laughs> especially as we're, di- as we're diving into the Wheel of Time side of YouTube things, and you know, we're posting our, uh, our podcast out onto YouTube, and we're actually getting quite a bit of uh, success with it as well. I'm quite surprised at the numbers. Of mm-hmm. people listening to an hour-long podcast with you know a few basic pictures on YouTube, <laughs> I didn't think. I Kudos honestly to didn't Tyler. Think people did that. Yeah, well done, well done, Tyler. So you people on YouTube listening, thank you very much. <laughs> I, you know, I am pleasantly surprised. I didn't think it would be as popular as it would. But yeah, thanks to Tyler for putting us out there onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. But also, unfortunately, with YouTube is kind of one of those problems you get where it's a dirty uh, underbelly. <laughs> Yeah, the comment section of YouTube generally <laughs> tends to be a very nasty place. So I think in general, and especially as because we'll probably get a lot of YouTube comments, we won't tend to go over them on the show that much. We will ask for positive feedback on YouTube. So if you do want to put a comment in below, please be positive. Tell us what we can do better. Uh, we'll, even take, we'll even take negative feedback if it is tastefully done and productive. <laughs> Yes. So one of the feedbacks we got uh, was quite the quite the rant on the, the castings. Oof. <laughs> and we all know what a lot of people's opinions are on the fact that um, they went with quite a multicultural selection for the Emmons Field Five. Mm-hmm. And we all know that those people are, you know, <laughs> are what they are. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I, I said it before. I kind of always imagined them to be like uh, 
people from Emmersfield to be like the sort of people who live in Yorkshire in the UK, you know, just hardened farmer type people. Farmer folk. Yeah, or say, you know, like from Somerset, you know, that's the general sort of consensus you get. Now, yep. I've spent a lot of time in Somerset. I know not every person down there is white. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't happen anymore because we live in a multicultural society. Exactly. Uh, and it's just, who cares, man? It's like, maybe it wasn't Robert Jordan's vision, but who cares? It's a TV show. It's it's Just give a good actor a good opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Are you so, not I, entertained? Yeah, so I'm not going to get into that. I don't really give a crap what colour a person's skin is, you know? It doesn't matter anything to the story. As long as the actor can act the role well. Exactly. I, I don't care, you know? I do I do expect the AAO people, though, to have a nice tan to them. <laughs> well, there's, there's, <laughs> the there's story reasons the behind that. Yeah, you know, they spend a fair bit of time out in the sun. So I do expect them to have a tan. <laughs> but, you know, if there's an albino white person in the show, I don't care. <laughs> Playing an eye an uh, or maiden. No, that yeah, I fine. know. And, you know, we have knowledgeable uh, staff on, on hand. Uh, Rafe and company know their shit. <laughs> so it's not like he's just randomly grabbing whoever for whatever role. Let's so, face it, Amazon are expecting a lot out of this show, so they're going to invest in it heavily. They're yes. not, not going to put crap to act, actors in, hopefully. No, no. Um, and the other comment, <laughs> uh, which was just which was just basically a dig in the face at us, calling us cheap opportunists, uh, jumping on the wheel of, t- as they call it, the wheel of woke, really? which really made me laugh. Because, you got to um, give a little bit of credit, a little originality there. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the wheel of woke. I thought that was hilarious. Because um, my, me and my wife, we're quite into um, being green. You know, we're changing a lot of our habits and stuff to try and be plastic free and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, that is always referred to as being woke. <laughs> woke <laughs> kind the of planet. in like a, a negative way, but a funny negative way. <laughs> and so my wife always goes, oh, no, I've just been on this Facebook group. And I realize I'm completely woke. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I saw a wheel of woke, I thought, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I do want to point out that Rich has tried to read the series before, but kind of got lost in the middle. So this is an opportunity for Rich to get through the series. And I always wanted to start a Wheel of Time podcast before the TV show was out. That's how we read the series before. And bloody Rob here read the series in the 80s. So I'm not that old. It's not with the 80s stuff. (laughs) Well, you started it. You come on. Did you start this series in the 80s? The first book, I think, was published in 1990. Oh, was it? Yeah. So yeah, so Rob's saying. been reading this stuff. Rob's been reading this before it was even published. <laughs> I actually stood over <laughs> Robert Jordan's shoulder as he was typing it and and, and and reading it as the words were coming out of him. Yes. Yeah. No, change the word Conan for wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rob's been reading this book. Well, Rob's been reading. I read, I read. I started to read it. I guess when I first picked up Eye of the World, I'm going to ballpark and say maybe eight or nine books were out. Then I yeah, read it but... up until the slog, and I lost track and stopped. Then I found out Jordan had passed, and Sanderson picked up picked up the series, and I started back at one, and I was able to read it and time it just right that I finished 13 as A Memory of Light came out. So it was like so, a perfect, perfect I, Yeah, so basically, storm. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch to think that we're jumping on the Wheel of Time bandwagon. <laughs> this is something we've always been into, and we really, we really just want to, you know get through it again <laughs> and, and and honestly this may seem just me bullshitting but honestly the, the conversation with me and bill was like hey you want to do a wheel of time podcast sure let's do one like 10 minutes later oh look they're making a tv show oh that's that's odd <laughs> it literally was like that yeah 
Well, I'd say, yeah, because I'd set up, um, I'd set up the angle, I'd set up the feed for the podcast uh, back in December. Then it was just like me, you, and Rich were discussing how we wanted to do it, what the format was going to be. We sort mm. of rolled over a couple of months, and then we was like, yeah, let's do a pilot episode. And as we did the pilot episode, like two days later, they announced the TV show. Exactly. We were like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but also, yes, it was great. Yeah, I know. I've been banging on for a TV show for like four years. I know. <laughs> You can but only anyway, watch the anyway. Billy Zane FXX uh, promo so many times, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, I have actually watched it three times. <laughs> I liked Billy Zane. The rest of it was crap. God, I, that scenery. That scenery <clears throat> looked like you could push it over. <laughs> so, your negative comments are welcome if productive, but if you're just spewing hate, uh, we don't really have the time for that. So, if you hate imaginative like the wheel of woke, we'll have a good laugh. As, or as I call it in Discord, <laughs> these these two got these two posts must have been reading some other series called the Wheel of Whack. <laughs> that's just uh. crazy. One other last little tidbit um, before we maybe jump in the news. Not that there's much news, but I kind of I kind of sparked some some Twitter Twitter conversations. I don't know if you happen to catch that, Bill. Uh, yes, your dream castings for white clothes. I, I I teased it one time with it was just me and Rich, and I threw out two text two <clears throat> tweets. <clears throat> one was saying here's here's one of my dream castings for white cloaks, and it was a picture of Tom Felton who plays um, Draco Malfoy from the Harry Boy. Potter series. I think that little... expecting that to be announced at some point. Yep, that got a little <laughs> bit of a play on Twitter. But then I followed that up with saying, this is my other Dreamcast for White Cloaks. And I forget the actor's name. I keep forgetting to look it up. But it was the guy who played Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. And I that can, seemed to spark is. a lot of debate in the, uh, <laughs> subs- in the White Cloak subsection of the Twitter of Time community. Yeah, I don't think people are particularly positive on the idea of having games of thrones actors true because i think then you're linking the things together too much i know but um, he, the, his character he, and and from what i'm told and from what i've heard you know he's been blacklisted because he played that character so well and he's actually a he's a really good guy in real life <laughs> but yeah once you play once you play the bad guy too well that's it he, he, he did he did very well in that role and and, and that kind of smug elitist kind of attitude would transition well into into white cloaks, and the blonde hair didn't didn't hurt either. So, <laughs> yeah, all, all the white cloaks can't be blonde though. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> that could be conceived as being slightly blondest. <laughs> uh, hey, my all, all you all you all you blondies out there, your evil white cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blonde hair, you're probably evil. Uh, so, just do we have kidding. Any... Is it... <laughs> no, but, but not really. Yeah, hang on, my daughter's got blonde hair. So do my boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, do we actually have any Wheel of Time news? I'm really, oh, I miss Narg. I know, I do miss Narg. I mean, nothing, I mean, it's still kind of, I mean, they're, they're either, they started the film or they started the, to, to gather and, and sit down and read scripts. I love the one tweet I saw that was a compare and contrast. It was a picture of Rosamund's selfie with the whole cast. That was like their first day. And then below it was a cat, was a picture of the Game of Thrones on their first day of, of shooting, it was kind of cool to see that. I like, the, know, I like the first picture from the scene of the Wheel of Time, which was a goat. Oh, that's right, the goat. Oh, how can we forget the goat? Yes, the, the, the world's most famous goat. Yeah, the, or the G-Mote, as I like to call him. <laughs> G-Mote, where are you? We miss you. Oh, he's on the Wheel of Time set. Yeah, <laughs> Rafe, Rafe picked him right out. <laughs> but I, yeah, I totally perfect. forgot. That, that is perfect. news. That's very newsworthy. The goat heard around the world. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, um, the only thing that would have topped it is if he if he found a, a pack horse 
and said, I think we found Bella. I can't wait to find out who's been casted as Bella. <laughs> that's that's going to be the big thing for me. <laughs> uh, you know, that's going to seal it whether oh I'm going to watch God. the show or not. If it's a poor casting for Bella, I'm not in. I want a nice shaggy mare. <sighs> yeah, I mean, the whole Bella's look is supposed to be like, you know, just like a farmer, just worker, worker bee, you know, rough around the edges. Not like a yeah, lean, want, pristine racing horse. It's all, supposed to be all that. like the really long hair going over the hooves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff, you know. I don't want her to look like a big old war horse because well, I that would be Mandrab to look like a big old war horse. Mandrab. Yeah. So yeah, it needs to be a farmer's horse. Yes. Oh, man. Anyway, <sighs> well, should we get into the uh, chapter discussion? Yes, chapter twenty-five: we, the traveling we, people. <laughs> the traveling people so on the uh, road again t- okay yeah. <laughs> i'm on the road again <laughs> we always we always think of different songs though, don't we? i, I go with willie nelson you went with the metallica's cover of bob seger so <laughs> on the road again here i go turn the page <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. pretty, you got into it there oh man i just love that <laughs> i'm gonna have to listen to it afterwards so anyway we left we left uh, matt sitting on a boat polishing his polishing his dagger <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, polishing! Yes, yeah, I like I like the his... polishing word better. <laughs> yeah, he was he was playing with his dagger. Uh, well, uh, polishing definitely has a second meaning over here in the UK. Ah, well, it kind of <laughs> does here too. But <clears throat> but speaking of which, this chapter starts with Bella plodding yes. along, uh, keeping an eye on the walls <laughs> that, are, that are sort of tracking alongside the gang. <laughs> so we got with Perrin and Egwin and Elias and the wolves who were yes they're. As if Perrin is starting to cope with the fact that he can locate the wolves some way, somehow, he always knows where they are. If you can't see him, he, he knows Hopper's <clears> over there, Wind and Dapple there. He knows their locations without having to see him, and he's starting to just kind of get used to that. And we also get a rare moment here with Egwene, where she gets stared down by Eilis. Uh, 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 oh yeah, but taking <laughs> when... turns? Yeah, she she tries. Yeah, they want to take. Uh, she wants everyone to take turns on the horse, mm-hmm. and it's very rare in these books that Egwene ever gets sort of like overruled by someone. Yes, because she's such a strong character. And yes, uh, Isla says, "Nope, I just want to walk." And she's like, "No, no, we're all going to take turns." And he literally just stares at her. And she goes, "Okay, you can walk." <laughs> yeah, but he also gives her the point. Of, he like Bella, I don't think Bella would. You know, it's unnatural that Elias would be on a horse, and Bella could sense that. Yes, so he's like. I think, uh, she, I think Bella looks at Eilis as more than a wolf than a man. Yes, so he's like, you, you don't want me on Bella. That's that's <laughs> not a good. Yeah, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> but um, yeah, Perrin consents all the wolf around, and he also gives us a description of the fact that his dreams since uh, discovering the wolves and Eilis yes. have been kind of just normal, safe dreams. But whenever he is dreaming, there's kind of he's, there's a wolf sitting there, and it feels as natural as anything to him until he wakes up. He thinks, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like he'll put like he'll have a normal dream, but somewhere in the corner, a wolf will just be kind of staring off into nothing. Weirded out at first, but then he's like, "Are they protecting me?" It's like, "Are they looking for something protecting?" <laughs> yeah, he he senses something going on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, the wolves are kind of helping protect parents' dreams. Yep. From uh, the uh, dreams of being, you know, being chased by a, a man with his head on fire, yeah. <laughs> telling you he's going to eat your soul. <laughs> uh, your he also soul. goes on a, yeah. He also goes into the fact that they've been eating a lot better <laughs> since they've joined Eilis and, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. and the wolves because they've actually been able to catch things for them. And Eilis, uh, I think he shot an eagle out of the sky. Well, it's funny because they don't realize it yet, but they're part of a pack. 
Yes. That's the whole thing. Is like they think they're just kind of going along, being led to the next spot. No, they've been inducted into the. They're in the pack. And it takes them. It takes them three days. Three days of wandering, and they finally, you know, they're eating a bit better as part of the pack. Uh, until they get to a spot when they're just looking to sort of camp down for the night, mm-hmm. and then three dogs burst out of the bush. Big, massive ma- mastiffs. Mastiffs, you know, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then growling and, and just kind of, don't fuck with us. We're, yep. we're protecting. We don't do it. And uh, Perrin, who's the sensible person that he is, uh, he doesn't pull out his axe. He pulls out his sling, thinking, yep, yeah, good couple of aimed rocks, and these dogs are going to be on their way. Uh, but Eilis is the one who's like, no, we don't need weapons here. <laughs> no, nope. he just puts his finger in the air and goes, <laughs> and then puts his finger down to the floor, and the dogs just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, uh, they, they basically were like, oh, they become just big old puppies. Yep, and Eilis goes, see, no need for weapons. Or as uh, obviously as me and Rich described, Eilis, a uh, 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 rough-looking tramp. <laughs> Tramps and trollocs. Oh my god! And this is where we get introduced to the twaff one. <laughs> twaff, twaff one. Ah, oh, can't say it. I heard That's it. Right. Like, I always, I, my my inner monologue always said two the on, but I mean two for one, two for one. It's two. It's like two for one. Oh, yeah. I I heard. See, I've heard it so many times on the audiobook, but I can't. See, and I don't it. know how much canon the audiobook is. Uh, well, I know because you've got two different people reading the book, depending on whose yeah. perspective it is. And I know it's, the audiobooks are quite famous for words changing as, <laughs> as it goes on. So, so all right, I'm looking at the book right now in the back glossary. <clears throat> to a tha on To a tha on To a tha on To a tha on There you go, people. Yep. Diction with Bill and Rob. Here's the index. But from now on, we'll just call them tinkers. The colorful people. Yes, the colourful people. And uh, Egwene, being the uh, the racist little girl that she is, uh, <laughs> she goes on about how uh, the tinkers are all thieves. And the reason yeah, well, that's the, the, that's the story that gets, you know... Banded around. Yeah, they, yeah, you will come to find out why that um, stereotype is when we meet some of the other people in camp and, and how easy it is to be wooed by them. So Yeah, because the main one is, is that they think the tinkers come and steal your children. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, Bill. Yes. Do you know the song? I do. Uh-oh. It's Turn the Page by my <laughs> Turn the Page. <laughs> Turn the Page. <laughs> that, that, well, you know what? That kind of works into the way of the leaf. Yeah. If, something, if something's being violent to you, just turn the page. Just turn the page. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, all, all the tinkers need to do is meet me. <laughs> and, and Metallica. Yes. Although, although they wouldn't like the first album of Metallica much. Why? What, kill, kill them all? all. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's uh, the IEL. That's they the way the parents. They love the album. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Enough, enough of that. So yes, so uh, I, as I've put here in my notes, uh, the colors. Ah, oh, it burns. It burns my eyes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we get some good artwork out of it, but it's it's. That's something that I think Rafe and company will have fun with if Ooh. if they keep the Tinkers in the storyline. That would be a good. That's going to be a good scene. They're going to have a lot of fun with that scene. I can see well, it coming. What I want to do, Rob, after we finished recording today's episode, because we don't talk spoilers on this one, I want to talk to you about the song as a kind of a, a post-credit spoiler chat. Uh, we can try. <laughs> it's I been, can try. 
Yeah, it will be a while for me once I get to those later books. It's my memory. I mean, come on, if I can mess up Emmonsfield and Two Rivers, and you're gonna ask me to recall something I read like five years ago. <laughs> nah, you'll be fine. We'll just we'll just have a very quick chat about the song. It'll be yes, it'll sir. be it'll be two minutes. <laughs> yes, sir. But yes, I've decided to do it as kind of like a post-credit thing. Because <laughs> I just decide these things and make you make you return yep. along. <laughs> We're doing it uh, and okay. But there was a really nice bit just before they entered the camp, um, where which I just wanted to mention on, where it shows how uh, it shows sort of Perrin's leadership skills and how he's really good at reading people. Because Eilis is the one who he tells Egwene and Perrin that you know these are tinkers. He corrects Egwene, saying, "You know, they're not going to take the children. Not that you've got any." <laughs> <laughs> and um, but he's he's the one who's convincing Perrin and Egwene that they should go into the Tinker's camp. But Perrin recognizes that Eilis kind of feels uneasy about it, and he yes. goes, "Okay, we'll go unless there's any reason why we shouldn't." And like, Eilis kind of just shrugs it off and goes, "No, no, come on, let's go in." And you know, we find out later on that Eilis does have some strange history with these people, mm-hmm. but we don't find it out in this chapter. No, so. Perrin at this point, you know, there's the foreshadowing there. Perrin can read that Eilis isn't 100% comfortable, but at the same time, is comfortable enough to go into the camp. And yes, as they go into the camp, they see all these people playing music and dancing and having fun and children playing with the ball mastiffs yes. running around. <laughs> and um, then suddenly the music just stops. <laughs> yes, yeah, everyone like notices these people have. Yeah, the people have got past their guard dogs. <laughs> with <laughs> a like, quick whistle. Get the little whistle. <laughs> anyway, not playing okay. Oh, uh, and yes, one of the one of the tinkers comes up to the gang and says, "You are welcome to our fires. Do you know the song?" And Eilis responds with a load of jargon, saying, "Basically, nah, I've got no idea what the song is." <laughs> Don't know, but yes. thanks for all the same. But yes, this is a traditional gre- uh, greeting, and we get the explanation that uh, the Mardi, which is another song, for, uh, another name for the tinkers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was just like, I had to listen to that bit three times. Like, yeah, he definitely says the Mardi. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, we're supposed to know what that is? If I asked Rich who the Cormor was, he was, I don't know who that is. I'm like, okay, just asking. <laughs> yeah, so the Tuatha one, the Tinkers, the Mardi. The uh, traveling you know, folk. The, the traveling folk. <laughs> The leaf people, <laughs> all that sort of junk. Um, <clears throat> but yes, apparently they've been seeking the song since the breaking of the world, and they believe the song will bring paradise. Yes, uh, and we'll get more into that in our post-credit chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and we also so, get our start. Um, Ryan, who's the uh, the village leader, uh, starts to give them a little history in something called the Way of the Leaf. Indeed, uh, but I think this is after. That comes after uh, Amaram comes to dinner. Aram? Aram. Oh, Aram? Um, yeah, yeah, A-R-A-M, Aram. Yeah. I oh, swear you're right. I just can't pronounce it. <laughs> you, were, you were thinking Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, uh, yes, Amaram. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Amarant. Oh, God. Most useless character ever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, who? Uh, he's a smarmy little git. <laughs> oh, I hate Aram. He just walks up to the fire and goes, I've waited... I've waited for the first rose of spring and found it at my grandfather's fire while looking at Egwene. Oh, so I have a nickname for Aram. Uh, he's yeah. Mr. Player P. Player. Player P. Player. He is the player of all players. <laughs> he is. And the best part uh, about that dynamic is, you know, he's all smug and gives Perrin these looks of like, these like winning looks of like, <laughs> I'm taking your woman. 
and and parents <laughs> just like I don't fucking care. Go ahead. I mean, it's like I'm not with her like that. Whatever. <laughs> she and my womb plan. <laughs> I, I no, whatever. <laughs> but, a... uh, but yes, <laughs> but yeah. When when he comes over, this is when we kind of get the uh, explanation of the way of the leaf. Yes, which is it's kind of like a cross between a lot of um, you know a lot of the beliefs of Christianity. You know, like turn the upper cheek and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, mm-hmm. as well as Buddhism. But yeah, I think and... more even Buddhism than, than than Christianity. But yes. Yeah, I was just thinking of like, you know, the principle of Christianity of when someone hits you, you turn the other cheek. Yes. That's kind of what the, um, the the woman at the fire, I can't remember her name now, um, she says she says about that. She says, if someone hits me, I'll ask them, why did they hit me? If they hit me again, I'll just run away. <laughs> uh, but basically, there is no excuse for violence. If someone's trying to, Perrin tries to argue, uh, argue the point with them, saying, you know, what if someone's trying to harm you or harm your family or steal your stuff or even murder you? And she's like, well, you just run away. <laughs> yep, there is zero. It's a zero yeah. tolerance. Not I think it's tolerance is the right word, but there's zero no, reason. Is the right word. Tolerance will not be tolerated. Yeah, <laughs> zero reason at all to ever raise a hand at anyone for any reason ever. No reason at all. Um, and that is the that is the basics of the uh, way of the leaf. I think um, a bit further down the line in the books, we might get a more in depth. Yeah, and then uh, Elias, Elias kind of gives. He starts up a little bit with rain and starts to argue a little bit. You get that's where you get a little bit of history of Elias and and the two of on. Um, yeah, because rain, rain and Elias know each other. Yeah, um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a little bit of history there. They go, they they have a bit of back and forth where they argue. You know, obviously Elias runs with wolves. He kills animals. He does yep. violence. <laughs> he does violent things. And. Um, and yeah, and rain doesn't. <laughs> um, and each but, yeah, know can... of the other's history, and each accepts the time that they have together. But they're both very much against their beliefs. But I like I like the explanation of the axe when it comes to violence. Um, so she says uh, about when you use an axe to chop down a tree, the axe is doing violence on the tree. Uh, so you've got to imagine that you are the axe and the axe is kind of your soul. As you hit the tree over and over again and you hit other trees, gradually the axe starts to dull. And that is kind of your soul. the point. Yeah, that's kind of the point. The more violence you do, the more you wear your soul down. And it's difficult to bring yourself back to being how it was originally. So I, I really like that explanation because I'm really like, you know, I don't get into violence. No, I, 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 I try to, I try to, only every, only every other Sunday do I go to Fight Club, so but we don't talk about that. <laughs> although, um, <laughs> although if you've been reading a lot of tweets from our president, there's there's Fight Clubs coming down the pike apparently. But <laughs> is it? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm not going to go political, but our president just can't stop saying stupid things. Oh, I tell you what, we've just put someone in there, our prime minister seat, who could probably give him a run for his money when it comes to saying stupid things. So don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay, I apologize. You thought, no, I'm you not thought we could get any worse? We, we will try. <laughs> but yeah, I sometimes I wish the way the leaf uh, can, can work its way into the White do, House. But we can do better. Boris is a bit of an absolute moron. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is just the problem we have in this country with Brexit at the moment. It's just the only people who are going to take the job at the top are the biggest morons we've got. Well, <laughs> I'll say this. Apparently, uh, Trump is being, you know, there's impeachment hearings going on, 
and yep. he may have he may or may not have threatened civil war if he gets impeached. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, god why? yeah, yeah. Why why? Another civil uh, war, just what you guys need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been 150 years. I think it's time we had another one. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's beat each other up. Oh my god. Uh, peace and love, people. Yeah, I know. Way to leave. <laughs> Wade Leaf, that's what we are. Welcome to Wade Leaf Cast. Anyway, All we my are. fire is yours. I've, All we are uh, is dust in the wind. And then turn a page. <laughs> we have. Uh, speaking of which, I need to send a page of my notes. <laughs> uh, um, this, this is a one-pager for me. So, Rob. Oh, I've got three pages there, Miss. Oh, my page is right small. big. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so, Rob, my yes. fire is yours, my friend. And I have a story to tell. Ah, tell us of your story. So, two years ago, some of our some of our people, the Tinkers, were crossing the Isle Waste. I thought no and one was allowed were... to cross the Waste. Well, some people are unaffected by crossing the Waste. The Isle, the Isle don't mind them crossing, such as Gleeman, Tinkers, although they won't go near Tinkers, but they won't also attack Tinkers, ah. which is strange. Well, that's that's uh, strange. I wonder why that is. And certain trusted peddlers are also allowed to interact. And their noses. With yeah, and their noses. <laughs> yeah, well, the noses arrive three days before they do. So. <laughs> um, and they were crossing quite close to um, uh, the Blights. And a lot of the uh, young uh, maidens of the spear, as they are called, so women who take up uh, the spear to become part of the Ale Warriors, uh, travel to the Waste to kill Trollocs uh, as part of their like testing to become maidens of the spear. Yes. Um, and these tinkers who are crossing the waste happen to come across one surviving maiden who had crawled her way down from the blight. They followed her trail of blood, but only found more dead maidens, but triple the number of maidens of dead trollocs. And this one maiden who clearly looked at the tinkers with disgust and hatred in her eyes had a message for them. What was the message? Um, couldn't write it down quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I got the first bit. Uh, Leaf Blighter seeks to blind the eye of the world, and then Sight Blinder seeks to destroy the serpent. Is that right? If not, we'll, <laughs> we'll be told. <laughs> mm. um, <clears throat> yeah. So we get our first it's mention. Of... A very strange cryptic message. <laughs> Of the fair Derez, fair Derez Mai. Uh, yes, the maidens of the spear. The well done. I don't think I could have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yes, and so the um, the the lady telling the story. I've forgotten the name again, Bob. Oh, is that Rain's Rain? I'm, Rain, I'm Rain's wife. Rain's yeah. wife. I'm Isla. Isla. Yeah. So Isla tells the story, and she says, first of all, this is kind of like one of the first interactions between Isle and uh, Tinkers. Uh, and she said, they, Leaf Blinder is one of the names for uh, the Dark One himself. I have the so quote here if you want me to get this straight from the book. Uh, yes, because I believe they also call the Tinkers the Lost Ones. Yeah. And that's the first time they yep. hear that that's what they are referred to by the Aeol. So go on, I'll let you read out okay. the quote. So, Leaf Blinder means to blind the eye of the world, Lost One. He means to slay the Great Serpent. Warn the people, Lost One. Sightburner comes. Tell them to stand ready for he who comes with the dawn. Tell them. And then she died. Oh, so many spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, a lot of foreshadowing there. Mm -hmm. uh, and as um, 
as Isla explains, uh, they can't actually pass on the message to the IEL because the IEL won't talk to them. <laughs> and <laughs> kind so, of a loop, kind of a kind of a bad loophole there. Hmm. So the story has been told between tinkers and tinker clans, and they're gradually trying to spread the word to see if anyone can make head or tail of it. And so they ask Eilus because, um, and Eilus cuts them off at this point. Yes. <laughs> so we don't know why uh, Rain and um, Isla wanted to ask Eilus this question, but he kind of cuts it off and they go, well, because, you know, you're into strange things. <laughs> <laughs> you're a strange bloke and it's a strange thing. So, hey. Yeah, huh. you're, you're into the kinky bum sex with wolves. So <laughs> you, you might have heard of this. <laughs> I'd expect you, as much from Rich, but not you, sir. Him and Hopper. Oh, man. <laughs> why do you think he's always hopping around? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and this is the point where, oh, I think we forgot to mention that uh, Egwene and uh, uh, Aram uh, buggered off to do to eat with Aram's mum and do some dancing. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think <laughs> Isla comments that, you know, he never comes over, then all of a sudden he's here hanging out. I wonder why. Hmm? Yeah. You know. yeah, because of Egwene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, him and Egwene basically run off to do have a little dance around the village. Uh, and then at this point, she now comes back. And Perrin goes, did you have a nice time? And she bursts into tears. <laughs> yeah, she, she needed she needed him to just say the words that that you know Matt and Rand and, and yeah. the others are alive. He's like she's like, oh, what do you mean? She's just she's like, just say it, just say the words, please. He's like, yeah, I, I think they're still alive. Thank you. He gives him a kiss on the cheek and goes to bed. Well, this is this. So, well, Rob, two points here. Go ahead. Two points, right? So when she comes back, she's uh, happy and. Or, She's happy. She's had a fun time. And he says to her, you know, yeah, well, I'm glad, you know, I hope you had fun dancing. And then she bursts out into tears and grabs him and sort of cries onto his shoulder. At this point, he says to himself, oh, man, Rand would know what to do. That's right. We get we get parents, <laughs> parents jealous of Rand's game. Yeah. So that's one to add on to the list. Yep. I, and I think I actually had put that in the list. I think they had that in the last. I thought you did. I thought you jumped. I out. did. I... <laughs> um, Once again, premature. He's... Yeah, and so she then says, "Ah, tell me they are alive." And then, yeah, he tells her that they're alive, and then she sort of, you know, stops, stops crying, says thank you, walks off. And then he goes, "Oh, Rand might understand women, but I don't." <laughs> so we get two. Oh, two. you want to count that as two? Okay, yeah, that's, that's a double up, my friend. We can count that as one a double before up. and as one after. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Perrin, you know, he tries to. He tries to drift off to sleep while trying to figure out the puzzle of the strange message from the dying maiden of the spear. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, uh, all that awaits him in his dreams is wolves. And that brings a close to the chapter. End scene. End scene. Wolf boy. <laughs> oh, good old wolf boy. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of foreshadowing and. I feel like that's a catchphrase. There's a lot know, of foreshadowing. Well, this is actually a good chapter. <laughs> no offense, Rich, but I'm glad you're not here because this is a, this is a good chapter where you and I can talk because we would have had to like kind of stifle some things. They're like, hmm, it's curious that Tinkers and the Tuatha'an are able to cross into Isle Country without issue. Hmm. hmm. But then, hmm. but then we also find out that you know peddlers, you know, as long as they're trusted. Are able to go in without issue. Yep. And uh, I mean, at this point in time, we don't really understand why there would be an issue going into the waste. We haven't found out about exactly. certain events. We've we just know that there's this events. group of people called the Isle, and they live in a place <clears throat> called the Waste, and yeah. they're Tam. I think, I think Tam mentions it during his fever dream. I think he mentions the um, correct. 
the tree and stuff that happens. Avendolodera or Avendosora. Yeah, tree, tree of life, whatever it is. <laughs> he mentions that thing. <laughs> yes. And uh, there's, a, there's, there's some scuffle with the eye all over it. <laughs> yes. But well. that's all we've had so far. And again, it's a really small, vague reference to something that happens in like chapter eight. <laughs> so, yeah. so more to come. Like the whole chapter is just stuff that's more to come. But it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting things going on. And I, I like, I really like Eilis when he's in the books. I, yeah, I, like his I do. Too. He's so gruff and like wolf like. <laughs> yep. I really hope they get Hulk Hogan to blame. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Who else is better to play the wolf brother? <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. All, all they say is that he's got a beard. Now, they don't mention how old he looks. Come on, brother. <laughs> Hopper's over here. Come on, brother. We got to go check it out. <laughs> Come on. Where's Dapple? <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know your damn song, brother. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> so, that anyway, will take that us into, into reading Robs with Robert. And now, the Taveren present to you Readings with Rob. Chapter 25 The Traveling People. Lying with his shoulders propped on one of the logs around the fire, Fern tried puzzling out the Isle Woman's message, but it made no more sense to him than it had to Rain or Elias. The Eye of the World, that had been in his dreams, more than once, but he did not want to think about those dreams. Elias now. There was a question there he would like answered. What had Rain been about to say about the bearded man? And why had Elias cut him off? He had no luck with that either. He was trying to imagine what Isle girls were like. Going into the Blight. Where only warders went that he had ever heard fighting Trollocs. When he heard Equin coming back, singing to herself. Scrambling to his feet, he went to meet her at the edge of the firelight. She stopped short, looking at him with her head tilted to one side. In the dark, he could not read her expression. You've been gone a long time, he said. Did you have fun? We ate with his mother, she answered. And then we danced and laughed. It seems like forever since I danced. He reminds me of Will Alcine. You always had sense enough not to let Will put you in his pocket. Aram is a gentle boy who is fun to be with. She said in a tight voice. He makes me laugh. Perrin sighed. I'm sorry. I'm glad you had fun dancing. Abruptly she flung her arms around him, weeping on his shirt. Awkwardly he patted her hair. Rand would know what to do, he thought. Rand had an easy way with girls, not like him, who never knew what to do or say. I told you I'm sorry, Agwin. I really am glad that you had fun dancing. Really. Tell me they're alive. She mumbled into his chest. What? She pushed back to arm's length, her hands on his arms, and looked up at him in the darkness. Rand and Matt, the others, tell me they're alive. He took a deep breath and looked around uncertainly. They are alive. He said finally, Good. She scrubbed at her cheeks with quick fingers. That is what I wanted to hear. Good night, Perrin. 
Sleep well. Standing on tiptoe, she brushed a kiss across his cheek and hurried past him before he could speak. He turned to watch her. Ilya rose to meet her, and the two women went into the wagon talking quietly. Rand might understand it, he thought, but I don't. In the distant night, the wolves howled, the first thin sliver of the new moon towards the horizon, and he shivered. Tomorrow would be time enough to worry about the wolves again. He was wrong. They were waiting to greet him in his dreams. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. And that was Readings with Rob. So, Rob, what did you talk about? <laughs> I talked about, I think, I talked, I think, you know what I did? I took the end scene uh, where Egwin and Perrin, where Egwin had just broken off with Aram, uh, went to go see Perrin and kind of broke down a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think of, that was a good, I think that was a good choice. Yeah, some good character building between the two of them. So I think I went with that. Especially as we read out the maiden quote. <laughs> be the only other bit yeah. That talking well, <laughs> I try, I try to pick sections that have character develop like character the actual main characters i mean I, I don't have a voice in place for isla so me saying something very important as far as that that passage in in what would be isla's voice probably wouldn't be prudent i stuck i stuck to my guns yeah i, I took the, the end of the chapter where where edwin and, and perrin kind of need to reassure reassure themselves everything's gonna be all right all right Okay, so um, just want to give a quick plug out to the network. So we are part of the uh, uh, We Can Make This Work Probably Network. <laughs> We've got uh, lots of great shows on the network, but I particularly want to point out um, a podcast called Base FSF, <laughs> which is the best animated shows ever, dot, 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 so far, <laughs> uh, presented by uh, Troy and MC. Uh, it's a really good show. They basically, they listen to the, uh, they watch the first couple of episodes of a animated TV program as can be nominated by you, the general public. And at the moment, they're just finishing off a series, and I believe the next series coming up is going to be for Attack on Titan. <laughs> hmm, funny what? you should I mention that. A, funny I should mention that, because I have an Attack on Titan podcast <laughs> with my friend Tyler <laughs> called The Coordinate. So, yeah, if you want to check out those two shows, they're both on the network. You can go to uh, probablywork.com, and you can check out all of our great shows there. Uh, there's loads of stuff on there, including uh, – oh, actually, I don't think you're on the website yet for Mario Talk, are you? Uh, not officially part of the, um, the the network, just because some of those some of those podcasts are considered mature content, and I am the I am oh yes a podcast with children. <laughs> yeah, but your so, son swears so much in it. <laughs> that, that, that damn twelve year old, thirteen year old. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes, check out our shows, and um, yeah, you know, if you want to reach out to us, feel free to reach out uh, to us on Twitter at Tarvian Pod. Uh, and you can reach us on our Discord as well. Links below. Links point below. Downwards, point, as always. point, point. <laughs> point, point, point. Uh, join us on our Discord. It's a growing community, and we're having lots of fun over there. And, yeah, just wanna, I just want to get the love from you guys. Give us some iTunes reviews. Give us some uh, reviews on any podcatching apps that you use. Pause YouTube. You, don't forget, to, we can also use YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah, and if pod, you want to send us uh, crap, if you want to send us crap uh, and insults and be racist, you know, put it in the YouTube comments. No, by crap we mean positive <laughs> energy. <laughs> Good Zen and the way the of the way. leaf thoughts. Yes, we all want to follow the way of the leaf. Peace so, and love to everybody. So, Bill. And all that, hip, that hippie dippy crap. <laughs> so, Bill, <laughs> next week we get to see the Grand White Bridge. The Grand White Bridge. The Grand Old White Bridge of York. He had 10,000 men. 
Is that a Metallica <laughs> song too? Uh, no, that's just because I've got a two-year-old who I sing lots of nursery ones to. It's just instantly now stuck in my head for the rest of the day. That ain't changing, wanna, dude. I almost want to say fuck you. <laughs> but yes, we've got a nice chunky chapter in Whitebridge. It's a, it's an, it's 52 minutes long on the audio. It's a good it's a good chapter, yeah. I got I got like a page, page and a half of notes on it for me, and that's a lot. Yep, but after that, we'll have a double up. Uh, more double so shelter from the storm. You kill them with double the ups. Well, Footprints in the Air is only 20 minutes long, and the other one's 30 minutes. So it makes okay. about the same distance, I mean, about the same fine. amount of time as Whitebridge or so. You just tell me how to work harder, faster. <laughs> work harder, work faster. Stop polishing your dagger. <laughs> cool. You'll go oh, blind. Oh, right, people, that's enough from the pattern this week. I'm about to get weaved out and back to work. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go dan- I'm gonna go dancing with Aram. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go dancing with Egwene then. <laughs> <laughs> I get a hot one. All right. <laughs> I run out, people. Take care. Bye. Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Give me a, give me a <laughs> check, check. Check, check. All right, I like it. Check, 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 check. Check it out. What's it all about? Gonna turn these motherfuckers upside down. Give uh, the beastie boy. <laughs> No, uh, yeah. sleep till London. <laughs>
no, sleep till we're Rob lives in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs>